Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com. This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. This is where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And my guest today is James J.Y. Young of the band Sticks. James, how's your day going? Uh, so far, pretty darn good. Sun is shining. It's a blue sky here in Chicagoland, where I grew up and I still live, and uh, life is good. That is that is good. It's sun shining here down in central Indiana, so it's always great this time of year. <laughs> James, I want to go way back. Who were okay. your Who were your musical influences when you were growing up? Well, I mean, uh, picked up uh, guitar and uh, learned to play guitar actually with a Beatles songbook back in, that was 1964, probably. And uh, and then uh, as uh, I got to be a little bit further along in my in my years, uh, saw Jimi Hendrix play live five times. I saw Cream with Eric Clapton, you know, three or four times. I saw The Who. Uh, don't get fooled again. Uh, pinball wizard saw them live a couple times. When you when you live in Chicago, you have a in the, you know bands come from other places and they want to play want to play the big cities and get the biggest exposures. I was blessed to to be a you know be able to to see those bands live at that time, and those are all huge influences on me. That's pr- that's pretty amazing. So, how old were you when you picked up the Beatles uh, music book? age 14 14 and that's the way your life went that's pretty amazing now when i did my research and i and i've been a sticks fan for a long long time we play a lot of sticks music on our radio station Thank uh, you. you're one of the founding members started the you know there's like parts before the actual band or what i saw the actual name got started but you've been together a little over 50 years and 50 years ago, you had your first hit, which was Lady, which is pretty amazing, you know, to get a hit pretty quick, I think. Well, that was on our second album, and it actually became, it got played a lot of airplay out of the box to start with in certain small places. But um, then then we sort of changed management, and somehow we got... uh, (coughs) The record company got behind a whole, a whole lot bigger, and uh, some, somebody on our end came up with a little bit more money to kind of move it along. And and, and Lady Ultimately, I think it was late 73, early 74, that it actually charted out. It got to number one in every city, uh, every major city. It just it has to peak at all, all kind of at the same time to get to the national number one. So the highest we charted was maybe number eight. But we got the number one in every major city with Lady. 
That's, that's pretty amazing. And then sticks just kept plugging along. And from 77 to 81, you guys had four multi-platinum albums in a row. Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, Cornerstone, Paradise Theater. What what did that feel like to you? I mean, where you feel like you you were on momentum, things were going great, or you know what what was the feeling at that time? Well, um, I, w- I think we were all something. I think we we knew we had something pretty good, but the fact that we actually did. Was were that successful over over that period of time? I mean, the Grand Illusion is our biggest selling record. is released in 1977 um, on July 7th, 1977. So, not that we're superstitious about the number <laughs> seven, but that that's our biggest selling album, uh, and that was about five years into our recording career. And then, and from there, we were you know pieces of it. There's some great stuff on there. Um, and Cornerstone Bay was 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 a hit single number, got to number one. And Paradise Theater, I think it was the first album of ours to get to number one. And uh, and we toured all over the country with that. And uh, and and really, that kind of we kind of became a headliner at that point in time. Well, James, this isn't a question. I just want to tell the listeners, and I want to tell you. I had heard your music, but I became a, a big fan. It was probably, you know, late 70s. I was staying at a friend's house, you know, when you were junior high. And okay. we were playing basketball in his bedroom, but he had the Grand Illusion album. And we played it from the time I got there until we went to bed that night and got up the next morning. And wow. I was hooked. And later in my life, I wound up having the Paradise Theater. Well, I had the tape and I had a paper out. So you remember the old boom boxes, you know, that's how I didn't, ha- we didn't have Walkmans back in those days or iPads. So on top of carrying my papers, I had to carry my boom box and, and play that. So, you know, you, you've made an impact on people's lives. You know, somebody's willing to carry that boom box with them to hear the music while they're delivering papers. You, you've done something. Now I want to well, s- go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, it's uh I mean, we we were, you know, there's a, a certain amount of dumb luck that happens with everyone's success. It's got to be the right thing at the right time, and it all kind of fell into place for us. It took a while, but, you know, with the Grand Illusion, and then we had four multi-platinum albums in a row, starting with the Grand Illusion, and uh, and then the uh, the Paradise Theater album in, in 81, 82. In 82, we did, that was our first national tour where we headlined, and, uh, and the rest is... Uh, Sticks history. Sticks history. Well, still doing it. Still doing it. And we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute, but I want to tell the listeners, Sticks is going to be making three stops in Indiana. October 12th at the Blue Gate in Shipshawana, Indiana. October 13th in Gary, Indiana. And then the one I'll be attending, Saturday, October 21st in Evansville, Indiana at the Old National Event Plaza. Beautiful theater. I think you're going to enjoy all of those. No doubt. Uh, one of my questions I have is, what keeps you, the band, motivated to keep putting out new music and to keep going out and touring? Uh, desperate need for attention. Desperate need for attention. All right. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> well, well, anyway. No, I mean, I, you know, it's uh, we've got some guys that are prolific writers. I'm not exactly one of those. But Tommy, Tommy loves writing. And we have a new addition to the band here recently, Willa Bankovich, which Tommy had worked with on some other projects. 
when we were, you know, during the pandemic year and whatever. And uh, so Tommy and Will have been writing and Lawrence writing along with them. And uh, so we're, we're, we won't have a new record, but we do have, you know, we've put out a couple of new albums and we're continuing to, I mean, people are coming to hear, hear the, the Come Sail Aways and the Rock in the Paradise and, and Renegade, of course. And, uh, but, you know, we're, we're just, we're continuing to create new ideas and music and write new music and um it's pretty amazing in this career has gone on 50 years well i'll tell you will was a great addition to the band i i got to meet him and saw him with uh the guess who and phenomenal writer producer guitar player so ni- nice addition to the band now you, you you don't quote yourself as being a great songwriter but my favorite stick song is Snowblind. And if my memory serves me correct, my record didn't run in front of me. I believe you wrote that one. Yes, I did, sir. I, I love that song. It's just <laughs> cool cool in every way. All uh, right. I'm going to ask you just some fun general questions to let the listeners know you a little bit. Tommy, you have to give Tommy for Chris because uh, he, he sang it, and, and ultimately I was struggling to come up with the lyrics and the verses, and he he basically, he, so Tommy and I co-wrote that song. Okay. All right. Well, they've they've just only got you down there in the record label. So, oh, okay. Well. When you pull out the album cover, it's it's got your name. So Tommy might be getting cheated on a few few pennies here and there. Or well, something. you know, we all we all contributed to the other the other ones, and that was it was easier rather than for for the, you know it was really rather say this guy wrote seventy two percent of the record, the other <laughs> guy wrote eighteen percent of it, and the other guy wrote ten percent of it, and then trying to split the money that way. It's easier to if. We, we decided, okay, I'll take credit for this. We take credit with that one, and it'll work that way. And we had our own publishing company, which we were partners in, so we each got an equal share on that side of it. So that's, it's all good. That's good. Well, I'm going to ask yep. you some fun questions so the listeners learn a little bit about you. Nothing personal, just, just fun stuff. Okay. What would you have done had you not chosen music as a career? Well, I have uh, <laughs> a college degree in uh, – mechanical and aerospace engineering <laughs> but that was you know my dad actually my grandfather came from sweden uh early 1900s and started a carpenter contracting business and then it came became a general contracting business with my dad and two brothers that my grandfather started and ultimately it became called young and sons and so the fallback position was you know take over the family construction business and uh but I never really was, was sort of pushed into that. And one of my brothers kind of took it over and he was a musically talented guy. He just didn't quite, he didn't have quite the same dumb luck that I did to be in the right place at the right time with the right stuff, but uh, a great singer and uh, he's not with us anymore. But um, so I, you know, I probably, I don't know if, I, I don't, I don't know what I do. Cause now I may, I don't need to work anymore because I've got, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was not stupid with my money. That, that's bought, good. Bought, bought, bought a couple of houses and uh, everything's gone oh, gone well in that regard. And uh, and we're still you know still get royalties from the things we do. So okay, that's great. James, name a place that you haven't been that you would like to go to, and that could be personal. It could be touring. Whatever you pick. You know, I've never been to Australia. Um, some of those Australian bands like ACDC and and others uh, they were just kind of. Uh, but I, I heard this like like twenty two hours on the airplane, 
and I don't, I can't sit still that long. So, <laughs> uh, but we, the band has played all over Europe. We played Japan, all over North America. A part of me wouldn't mind going to South America. That's not as bad. And, uh, the only state in the United States that we haven't played is, is Alaska. Oh. And, uh, it's cold up there. It's cold up there. Well, maybe a July show. <laughs> I guess it may be in July, but, uh, okay. I don't, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm Clint Eastwood lucky. You know, if you've ever seen that movie, The Unforgiven, where he walks, oh, yeah. walks into this place and kills everybody, and there's some nerdy writer there that says, well, obviously you knew exactly what was going to happen. He goes, no, I was lucky, but I've always been lucky. And that's kind of what the way my music career has gone. So I'm Clint Eastwood lucky is how I define it. I, I've never heard that before, and that's a pretty cool phrase. So Yeah. But what are your hobbies, James? Um, well... Uh, uh, I love NFL football. I'm okay. a huge fan. Uh, was able to hang out with the 85 Bears and uh, the Fridge and Jim McMahon and uh, a bunch of those guys because they had a friend, Brian Bear, who was, was a backup wide receiver. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I got a chance to go down and meet the guys in the locker room and, and be part of that. And, and Dan Hampton, who was on the NFL Hall of Fame is uh, a huge Sticks fan. So uh, we, we hung out a little bit together. And that's, uh, yeah, I love NFL football. I do. Okay. So the Super Bowl shuffle, I remember that well. <laughs> that was, I still got the, I still got that recorded somewhere on a videotape if I hunt it down. So okay. that, was a, that was a big deal. <laughs> well, yes, it was. Certainly in Chicago it was. Um. What charities do you or Sticks like to support and get involved with? Well, actually, uh, um, I co-founded a medical charity. My wife, uh, who just, uh, just we just lost her last year. Um, she had a, was diagnosed with a rare disease called porphyria. It's pronounced like the fear of being poor, but it has to do with how your body. M- manufactures red blood cells and if there's what they call the heme biosynthetic pathway and heme is the basis of hemoglobin which which is what your blood is, is made of and if, if something is wrong with your body chemistry or genetically this is a genetic defect that gets passed down you know at birth from the, the parent to the to the offspring and so the american porphyria foundation is something that i co-founded back in 40 years ago and uh, still support heavily. Um, but there's, there's so many great charities um, that maybe affect a, a broader audience than, than, than what we have. But um, I feel like I've done good for a certain segment of the population that might have just suffered an agony for the rest of their lives. So well, feel good uh, about that. On behalf of all the listeners, I'm going to say thank you. I, I love hearing charity stories and people giving back. And it's it's what makes the world go round and round. So I appreciate yeah. you doing that. I got just a couple more questions here. When you started out in sticks, when you started a musician, what were your goals, and have you met them or exceeded your goals? Are you still goal oriented, and you haven't reached your ultimate goal with the band? No, I, I think uh, 
I think I've reached my goal. It was to be recognized, um, you know, for my guitar playing and uh, to be part of a band that really just was great. As I mentioned at the start of this conversation, that I saw Cream, I saw The Who, I saw Jimi Hendrix play live in person. I was in the room when they played and... Uh, I mean, not not backstage, but you know, as a fan, I was out in the audience for all those bands way way back in their heyday, and uh, that was sticks open for Three Dog Night. We opened for all kinds of other bands uh, as things went on, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm very pleased. I'm Clint Eastwood lucky. That's all I can say. Okay, I've been <laughs> in the right place at the right time. All right, a perfect answer. James, I want to remind the listeners again that Sticks will be performing October 21st in Evansville, Indiana at the Old National Event Plaza. One more question and I'll let you go. Is there a memorable moment touring, a bus story, something that sticks out? It could be good or bad, preferably good. Something that happened, you know, it could have been last week, could have been 50 years ago, that'll always stick in your mind. A fan you met, something. Well, um... I don't know. There was a, there was an era, um, sort of in our heyday, say in the early '80s, where certain bands started flying on private airplanes, and so there was there's these old World War II British-built Vickers Viscounts four-engine prop planes, and we'd fly back and forth, and, uh, and so it was really, uh, you know, that that was that was the cast meow. Because you didn't have to wait at the airport. I mean, a stewardess, the, the, I should say, a flight attendant that that you know brought food to us and drinks and what have you. And uh, those were the days. But that got to be a little too expensive, and so we, we that uh, the other bands did it and we did it. I think I don't think anybody's doing that anymore. But it was it was it was it was a decadent fun uh, in its day. I can only imagine. So, well, James, I really want to say thank you for working with my schedule, and it's been a pleasure to interview you. I look forward to seeing you down in Evansville, October 21st. I believe there's still tickets available, but thanks so much for being my guest here on Sights and Sounds. My pleasure. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com, where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com.